0: fill up every day at his pump, lest we forget where the gas comes from. Welcome to Follow Me to Heaven, where God's Word is truth and your questions matter. I'm your host, Jonathan Romero, and today we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22, and we're going to read it all the way to... The end of that chapter. We're almost done with Ephesians, and this journey has been great, has been amazing. I've been growing, and I hope y'all have been growing as well. But let's get into this. Let's get into uh, the ending of this chapter where Paul now starts addressing individuals, right? He starts addressing the wives and the husbands uh in this particular passage that we're going to be looking at so this is what it says it says wives submit to your own husbands as to the lord for the husband is the head of the wife even as christ is the head of the church his body and is himself its savior now as the church submits to christ so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands husbands No one ever hated his own flesh, but nourish and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, as the two and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, like each one of you, love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So there's a lot to be talked about here, but it's all conveying the same idea and the idea of the connection between the wife to the husband as marriage and Christ and the body, the church. There's a connection between these two and we must not, uh, overlook this, because the very nature of marriage points to us, the gospel points to us, uh, Christ and what he has done for the church and how he has loved the church, right? God instituted marriage, and this marriage, uh, we'll see later on, It's, began, it began in Genesis, it began with the first two humans in this world, the first two people who bore the image of God. So let's reread verse 22 and it says this wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. So here is speaking to wives, right? And and what is happening here? He's saying submit to your husbands. Now, we must not forget what was said before that, right? What were we told before that in verse 21? Well, let's start in verse 20. It says Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your own husbands. So, this submission is not only for women and the men uh, shall not submit to their wives. No, uh, because we were told just before that in verse 21 submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. But here, this kind of submission call to the wives is in connection uh, to Christ being the head of the church. Because that's what it says in verse 23. So let's reread 22. It says, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. So when the wife submits to her husband, it's as if he is the only one she is to submit to. But it says as to the Lord. So our ultimate submission, not only for the wife, but for the husband, for the man, is to submit to the Lord. We are submitting to the Lord, and by submitting to the Lord, we are obeying his command. And here, his command is that the wife ought to submit to her husband. It's a willingly submission, right? So as Christians, we believers... We want to submit to the Lord. Now that we have been bought by his blood, we are his and we are his children. We want to submit to God and do all that he commands us to do. So here when it, the, the call for the wife to submit to her husband, it's a willingfully uh, submission to her husband. They want to submit as to the Lord, it says. For the husband. So here's this comparison. Here's this contrast. It says for the husband is the head of the wife. Even as Christ is the head of the church. So there's two things being laid out here. The husband being the head of the wife. But it says here even as Christ is the head of the church. And the church is compiled with the wife and the husband. So we must understand Even the husband has someone to submit to, and that is God himself. But here it says, for the husband is the head of the wife. So the reason why the wife is to submit to her husband is because the husband is the head of the wife, right? Paul expounds on that in talking about the two becoming one flesh, right? And he's taking that from Genesis, now, the idea here is that the two become one. In this instant, the husband becomes the head of the wife. And it says, even as Christ is the head of the church. Right? We must recognize and understanding that there are different roles when it comes to being a husband and be, and what it means to be a wife. And this bond of marriage, Right? God ordained this and he has called that he called the husband to be the head of the wife because Christ is the head of the church what the man is supposed to do in marriage is to be Christ like is to be like Christ and as the head of the church but there's a mandate for the husband and we will read that later on but let's continue on reading it says his body so even as Christ is the head of the church his body. So we see a connection between the church and his body. So his body is the church and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so here's another contrast comparison. So also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. So here's a connection between the wife and the husband and Christ and the church. Right. We must understand that there is this wanting to submit because we love God and we want and desire to do what he commands us to do. The idea here, when it speaks of and is himself its savior, it's the understanding that the Lord has delivered the church, has delivered his people from their sins, right? Has delivered them from death, from hell, right? From God's wrath. In the same way, the husband is to care for his wife and love on her, right? Because here it says, now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives are to submit to their husbands in everything. And the idea here is because of what was said before, Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. To be Christ like is to provide protection for the wife, to preserve the wife. We will see more of that preservation a little bit later. We'll see this love for the wife that is sacrificial. Verse 25, it says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up to. For her. Right? So even though wives submit to their husbands, the husbands are to treat the wives with absolute love modeled by Christ. Right? Husbands, love your wives. Right? So even though the wife is in submission to their husband, it does not mean that the husband now commands her to do everything without question. No, here, the husband's call is to love their wives. How? How are they to love their wives? And it says here, as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So there's a purpose in loving like Christ to the wife. There's a purpose. And the purpose is to model the love of Christ and the church and how he gave himself up for her. Verse 26, it says that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. So that's the end goal. That's the purpose. That's the reason for this. And what is the end goal? It's her sanctification, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. So how is the husband to wash his wife? Well, it says here with the word, God's word. We know that God's word is truth. We know that God's word is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for rebuke. And it's to build us up and grow us more and more into the knowledge of him. And that's the whole point is that we may grow in knowledge of God and who he is and what he has done for us. So the understanding here is that when the husbands love their wives, they are sanctifying her. And how are they sanctifying her? By cleansing her by the washing of water with the word. The end goal is her sanctification and that's what the husband is to seek after for his wife. And in verse 27 it says, So that, so that what? So that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. it says. So this is how Christ will present the church as his bride to the Father. What a lovely picture of true love, right? That Christ... Wants to present the church to the Father blameless, without sprinkle, without blemish. But that is possible. And that has been done at the cross, right? We must recognize that Jesus, when he came into this world, he came sinless. And he left sinless, even though he died on a cross that was meant for sinful people. But instead, Christ died on that cross, was buried and rose on the third day, defeating death, defeating the chains that was supposed to bound or that is going to bound every single sinful person that does not repent and put the trust in him. Right? Death could not hold him. Why? He was sinless. That was not his place, but he died in his flesh so that we might be able to be bought by his blood. So the idea here is the fact that Christ died for his people. He really did. But not only that, he lived for his people, and now he lives and reigns to never die again. He is the firstborn, right? He is the one who has risen from the grave to never die again. He's that first one. And we will follow in after that because that is our hope. Our hope is put on that resurrection of Jesus Christ. That Because he not only died, but he also rose. We have true hope, a real hope. And here the idea is that so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. Right? And then here again, Paul making this connection in the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Now, this is not a selfish loving himself. This is more of a a caring for their self, right? We as people, we need food to continue on to live, right? God has provided us with food that we might be nourished so that we can continue living day after day after day. But we also need this. Right? Food is necessary to keep us alive. And in the same way, the husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies. So, because we desire to live one more day, we're going to eat. Right? But in that same way, caring for our own bodies, making sure that we are good and nourished, we are to do that to the wife. Right? And I'm speaking to the men here, right? Obviously, speaking to the men. That if you are not married, then this is the perfect time to reflect on this model of the husband loving their wives and how they are to love their wives. And for those who are married, uh, this is also good and important for for you to know and, and understand that you can start now if you haven't done so already loving your wives the way Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. See, this is a beautiful thing in Scripture, especially in Ephesians and how he lays this out. And he starts speaking to the wives and then starts speaking to the husbands. And later on, he will uh, continue on to speak uh, to the children and to the parents and how they are to treat their children, right? Right? begins with marriage and here he's speaking to the wives and also to the husbands verse 29 it says for no one has ever hated his own flesh but nourishes and cherishes it so there's that idea there it is right the husbands should love their wives as their own bodies because no one has ever hated his own flesh but nourishes and cherishes it right we want to clean ourselves up we want to eat food that will con help us continue to live longer we um i know it's a little bit hard here in uh in america in the in the u.s um in eating healthy why is it hard because we are always busy we're always working and We don't have time to cook meals. So where do we go? We go to the uh, nearest fast food restaurant. But even then, we're still eating, right? We're not skipping out on meals. Um, No, we seek to fill our bodies with food. So the idea here is that we want to nourish and cherish our bodies because that is part of us. And our desire to live a little bit longer. For no one has ever hated his own flesh. But nourishes and cherishes it. Just as. So another comparison. Just as what? says. Just as Christ does the church. So Christ nourishes and cherishes his body. He nourishes and cherishes the church. Because we are members of his body. There's again that connection between. His body and his body being the church. And in here, in verse 31, this is where we get that quote. This is where we get the quote from Genesis. And it says here, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and a two shall become one flesh. So this is quoted from Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. And it says, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. So this is the picture of God creating man and woman at the beginning. Before sin entered the world. The understanding that the man leaves his father and mother. Now, you must understand here, it was only Adam and Eve. There was only this marriage being instituted here. We're not told about their sons, Cain and Abel, or any other children, but he is modeling here. God is modeling this family this union between the wife the husband the mother and the father right the, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast this holding fast is not a not something to just overlook this holding fast to his wife is the understanding that she is going to be his wife forever and there's no one else that's going to take that place. The holding fast is this relationship that was established and understanding the responsibility between the man and the woman being joined together and becoming one flesh is that, they are hold- that the husband is to hold fast to his wife. It carries the uh, idea and the sense of permanence, right? This idea of she is yours. Because later on we, we get, and the two shall become one flesh. So not only is the husband holding fast to his wife, but the two shall become one flesh. Now it's not physical, right? It's not that the husband and the wife will be joined together somehow. No, this understanding of the two becoming one flesh is this union of completion. This this union between two people that become complete when they are together. So when it comes to Christ and the church, the two become one because Christ is the head and his body is the church. And it says, verse 32, this mystery is profound. And I am saying that it refers to Christ in the church. So this is Paul's interpretation of marriage. Paul's interpretation between the man and the woman being married and joining together in marriage. Here we are seeing that marriage represents Christ and the church. So to mess this up is to... To miss the understanding Of Christ's relationship To the church Right We must understand That God is the one Who instituted marriage To be between man and woman Anything else Apart from that Is not marriage It's a false marriage Right? In verse 33, it says, However, let each one of you love his wife as himself. Again, he is summing all this up together. And it says, However, let each one of you love his wife as himself. And let the wife see that she respects her husband. She respects her husband because. He is loving his wife as himself. Right? There is a role between the two people. There's a role between, or there's a role specific for the husband. There's a role specific for the wife. You see, we must understand the intimacy, and you can also say the sacredness of this relationship between believing marriage partners right believing marriage couples is to be a expression that is visible to others the love between christ and his church the love between the two so that is the call that is the call the call is to let each one of you love your wife if you are married as yourself and also the call for the wife is that see that you respect your husband. And for those who are single, the call is that let each one of you love your wife as yourself. If you're a man and you desire marriage, you desire uh, to be married one day. And also for you women who desire the same thing, desire a husband. Um, see that you will respect him. But see, this is a picture between two believing partners, right? Two believing Christians. So the call here, so we must examine ourselves. Do you truly love your wife as Christ loved the church? And wife, are you truly submitting to your husbands as to the Lord? Because that is the call. That is the call for uh, the husband and the wife. Husband, are you loving your wife by sanctifying her and giving yourself up for her and loving her by cleansing her by the washing of water with the word? I would say if you haven't done so, do so. Begin now. It's not too late. This is Follow Me to Heaven with Jonathan Romero.